0: Hey there how are you? I hope you are having a fantastic day or night. Today, we are going to be talking about how to interview someone else. <laughs> so not for you to go on interviews, but if you are asked to be part of the interview process, so stay with me. You are listening to the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career-related. I tell you how it is, and we get right to the point. I'm your host, Stephanie Dennis. My background is in HR, which is what I have my master's degree in. And this is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. Let's get into it here. So, interviewing people for the first time can be intimidating, for sure. So, let's talk through some tips on how to make sure you enjoy the process and feel confident going into the process and are able to help make a really great hire. So, number 1, understand what is needed for the open position or open opportunity. So, what is needed from a skill set perspective, what is needed from a culture perspective, what is needed from a team perspective. So sometimes there are a variety of different personalities uh, that we interact with at work, right? So really knowing what the hiring manager, or if you're the hiring manager, what uh, you or the hiring manager are looking for from the person that you bring on board. Number two, assess for culture fit. So ask specific questions that are going to relate to the company's culture, the team culture, the environment, to make sure that it's going to be a good fit. Oftentimes, you hear, especially in like the startup world, right? Work hard, play hard. That you usually <laughs> just code for. We have a lot of shit to do and not enough people. But you know, uh, we have happy hour at the office. which <laughs> No shade, like you know, I think a lot of the, a lot of startups make really great culture. And then some have, you know, areas for opportunity, but if there is a lot of Work that needs to be done. Maybe there's too much work and not enough people, right? So maybe you can ask questions around, you know, tell me about a time where you had more priorities than you had time to do. How did you prioritize and how did you go about making sure you're still meeting the deadlines you needed to make or or something along those lines, depending on what the culture is, right, that you're trying to assess for. Number three, ask a couple specific job related questions. So oftentimes when we're interviewing, we go over someone's background, we try and get an idea of who they are as a person, what they're looking for, if we're going to be a good fit, if it's a culture fit. We also want to make sure, especially if you're not a recruiter, right? So recruiters kind of keep their conversations high level. And there are some job specific questions that we ask on the recruiting side, but oftentimes we don't know enough about all of the roles that we hire for to do those deep dives, right? So trying to have a couple of questions that are specific to the job to make sure the person actually knows. Is what they say they know. Uh, it's really easy to put a bunch of shit on a resume, but do they actually know what they're talking about? Number four, understand how you will work with this person. Are you going to be directly managing them? Are you going to be on a cross-functional team that they work with on a daily basis and ask questions around that partnership, whatever that might look like? And number five, know what other people have already talked about. Oftentimes in an interview process, a lot of questions are asked over and over again, which I think is totally fine depending on what the question is. And I do think there is a lot of room for collaboration, right? So if you are hiring for an open position that's gonna report into you and you have three other people interviewing this person, maybe you have 10 to 15 questions that you want answered. And you can say, hey, I'm going to talk about this. Can you talk about this? Here's a few questions. And then the other person, can you talk about this? So just have an idea. And even if whoever's hiring for the role isn't doing that proactively, just ask them, hey, have you already talked to this person? Great. If so, what have you already asked? And is there anything you want me to make sure that I ask in my conversation? And number six, know what is the next step for the candidate, right? So know if they've already talked to the recruiter, they've talked to the hiring manager, now they're talking to you, and then maybe the last step is someone from the executive leadership team or whatever that is. So understand where you are in the interview process for the candidate, but then also understand what that next step would be as well. And if you don't know, ask the recruiter, ask the hiring manager, because oftentimes candidates are going to ask about those next steps, like what does the rest of the interview process look like? What's next steps? So on and so forth. So just be prepared to answer that question. Number seven, leave some time to answer any questions the person might have. So oftentimes you'll go through, you know, your spiel, your questions, and you want to make sure, even if it's only five minutes, um, make sure there's a little bit of time for that person to ask a couple of questions. And then of course, also time for you to answer them. (laughs) And if you don't know, simply let them know and, and try and follow up with that information. Number eight, be prepared to provide an overview. Most people in an interview, Um, we'll want to provide some sort of overview, right? Overview of, you know, maybe a quick one or two uh, lines about the company and then what you do and what your team does and how that person's going to interact, right? So even if it's really basic, you know, high level, 10,000 foot view, 60 seconds, whatever it might be, it helps set the stage for the interview, if the person you're interviewing knows the context of you and your role and how the role they're interviewing for is going to interact with you. I would try and keep it brief though, (laughs) you know, maybe one to three or four minutes at the most, uh, because you do want to make sure that uh, one, you leave time for questions at the end, but you also want to understand and be able to have enough time to assess whether or not you are a yes or no on this person. Number nine, if you are not the hiring manager, make sure to connect with them. And see if there's anything that you need to specifically be assessing or asking. So, sometimes a situation may arise where the recruiter talks to the candidate, then the hiring manager, and the hiring manager may have concerns about a particular thing the candidate said. So, they may not be proactive. But if you reach out and be like, hey, is there anything you want me to specifically ask or follow up on or dig deeper into any concerns you have? Then they'll be like, oh, yeah, actually, they said such and such. Uh, It would be really great if you could dig into that a little bit more. Number 10, we're assessing for team fit. I know I mentioned culture fit more broadly earlier, but really specifically on the team as well. Again, that kind of pulls in the different personality types, right? What personalities are on the team? What type of personality do we need on the team to help balance maybe a little bit better? That sort of thing. Number 11, remember, it is a conversation. And I laugh because, understandably, so I feel like people have a lot of nerves going into an interview. I get nervous going into an interview, especially if it's something I'm really, really excited about and something I really, really want. I will catch myself talking really fast and, you know, taking deep breaths because I'm talking too fast and running out of air. So I'm constantly just, okay, take a mental deep breath even if I can't do it on like a Zoom or video or whatever. But when you're interviewing people, it puts candidates at ease when it's just a conversation versus you drilling them, right? Question, answer, question, answer, question, answer. Try and make it a little bit more conversational, right? Provide context. Uh, Maybe if you're trying to ask about a workload and priorities like we talked about earlier, Maybe you tee up the question and say, Hey, we have a bunch of really exciting projects we want to work on this year. We were a little bit too ambitious. There's like 37 of them, or, you know, it's probably not that many, whatever. And clearly we can't get them all done. And we're in the process of prioritizing what's going to be most important. How have you had more projects to do than you did time? And how did you go about prioritizing, right? So putting a little bit of context, if and where it makes sense, but I think adding some context to questions helps make it conversational and it helps candidates also calm down because it there's less, I think pressure. And while it is structured, it feels like it's less structure, right? Number 12, thank the person for their time. If you have ever spent a decent amount of time interviewing and really making sure you're finding the right fit for you as on the candidate side, you understand how draining it can be to be in interviews and how time consuming it can be. So thanking a candidate for taking the time to interview with you is really important. Number 13, be authentic and be transparent. I like to give people some insight into the good, the bad, the ugly, right? The good, the great, the bad, the ugly, whatever the phrase is. you know, some challenges. And I kind of have a more specific structure that I've gotten accustomed to. When I talk to candidates, I talk to them about the company. I talk to them about the team and who they're going to report into and what the broader team looks like. Then I talk to them about the role. And then I dive into what we need from the person we hire. And so when I talk to them about the role, I talk to them about what they're going to be working on, some of the challenges they're going to face. When I talk about what we need from the person we hire, there's usually some, you know. Transparency around insight into maybe why other people haven't worked out right. So I and I phrase it in a very you know straightforward kind of way. You know, recently I've been working with startup organizations, right? So I'll say, hey, we also need someone who can thrive in a very fast-paced, quickly growing company. As we grow, we have a lot of change. So someone who can ebb and flow with those changes, right? And oftentimes, change is really hard for people to adapt to especially especially in the startup world where things may change daily, weekly, hourly. Who knows? That's that's the beauty of the unknown, right? So be authentic, be transparent, frame it in a positive way. But also we don't want to interview people and then have them start and say, whoa, this was nothing like what I was told in my interview process. Um, That does no one any good because that person's not staying. They're going to leave and you're going to have to interview all over again. And number 14, take notes. Unless you have a photographic memory, take notes. <laughs> it could be notes on things that they said. It could be gen- more general notes like pros, cons, right? Positive, negative, uh, concerns, wins, challenges, things they've overcome, like whatever it might be. I take notes more of like I have my specific questions and then I try and take notes on pretty much everything that they're saying. So when I go back to reference that candidate, I can basically read through the conversation, right? Other people don't like to do that, I, which is very valid. Uh, it's like kind of hard to do as well I just I don't have the best memory so I like to have basically all the conversation um, noted but I've also gotten really good at putting my phone on mute so I can take those notes and then coming off mute at the right times so they don't hear me just clicking away at my keyboard because that can be really distracting for candidates too so however it makes sense for you but just take notes because people are going to ask your opinion and it's not going to be acceptable if you're like well I forgot. <laughs> like you were part of the interview process for a reason, right? So we have to take it serious and take notes. Number 15, listen. This is pretty straightforward, right? Listen, you ask questions, listen to the answers. And if there's something you don't understand, or if you need clarity, ask a follow-up. Don't be afraid to do that. Number 16, be inquisitive. I mentioned this in a a couple podcasts ago uh, when we talked about communication, but being inquisitive and genuinely caring about people and asking them questions and really, really makes an impact. You know, I was in an interview, like I was being interviewed and not too long ago, and The person asked me, you know, tell me about yourself. Like, what do you enjoy doing? And I had explained that I love yoga and, you know, I have a dog and she takes up a lot of my time and, you know, non traditional yoga. And I was just explaining a couple of the things I enjoy doing. And he goes, under, like, untraditional yoga, what does that mean? And so we got into this really awesome conversation about I do yoga through uh, the underbelly app. Uh, Jessamine Stanley, so far, I think they've alluded to maybe adding in some. Other yoga teachers, but I don't think they've done it yet. Justine Stanley is a yoga teacher, and she is in a bigger body, and she will very consistently in her yoga practice say, "Hey, if you're doing this particular pose, you know, move your belly this way, or move spread your legs this way, so it's more comfortable. Uh, Your body might be comfortable doing it this way, or this way, or this way." So there's one pose. Uh, that it's like, okay, here's the pose, like whatever it's called, right? And then she's like, but depending on your body type, here are three other options that might also feel really good. So, and I say that's like non-traditional yoga because I don't, I've never seen anyone teach like that before. Um, I've just seen what is usually in all of the magazines and whatever. I don't really know what else to call it, but he asked that question. So, we got into this awesome conversation about it. So, just being inquisitive and it doesn't have to be about someone's personal life, right? It could just be about, you know, maybe Maybe they mentioned a cool project, like dig into that. Just be genuinely curious. And number 17, be conscious of time. (laughs) Uh, Again, we want to leave time at the end for them to ask questions, but also understanding if it's a 30 minute interview, you probably have a meeting after because that's just how the corporate world works. And that person might also have a meeting after. So we want to be respectful of time and not going way over to throw off either one of your schedules. All right. I hope that was helpful, valuable, interesting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here, listening, supporting the show. I really appreciate it. New website, stuffdennis.com should be... Knock on imaginary wood. Done by the time this episode posts, you can support the show variety of ways: listening, sharing with a friend, sharing on whatever social media platforms you enjoy being on, leaving a rating or review. And then monetarily PayPal and anchor, both of those links are below as well. You can find me on the socials, Instagram, TikTok at stuff as 13, and then Instagram career talk podcast as well. We are written, produced, hosted, and edited by yours truly. You are so wonderful and so amazing. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day.